You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, everybody. Father Vasek here, your host. I'm so glad to be with you today on the second week of Easter Thursday where the Lord Jesus reigns. He is risen from the dead. He will die no more, and He brings salvation to all those who would turn to Him. And as we heard in the Gospel today, He does not ration His gift of the Spirit. Yes! Let us profess that with true faith today. The Lord Jesus does not ration the limitless gift of His Holy Spirit. Um, Today, I am going to talk to one of my best friends. That is fantastic. Father Matt Wearing is going to be on with us, uh, but the programmer just told me they had to wake him up because he's not up yet because he's kind of a lazy bum. So uh, whenever he wakes up and whenever he gets uh, his first cup of coffee, he needs a couple of them usually before. I'm, I'm, I'm up. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, I take that all back, everybody. Um, my dear friend who gets up at 6.30 in the morning has already had two cups of, co- of coffee and already offered three holy hours. Father Matthew Wearing is with us. Brother, Father, Reverend, welcome. Father Vasek, yeah, thank you. Great to be with you. I am so glad. I I once uh, interviewed uh, Father John Burns, uh, our dear mutual friend, because uh, he mm-hmm. was going to come to Mar- he was going to come to you married um, to speak, and that was a great gift to be able to interview one of my, my dear friends. And now, uh, but I haven't done anybody else from our group. Um, but now to be with you is just a, it's a pure treat. So everybody, have you been on the radio uh, on on Real Presence before, Father? Uh, yes, I have, and we're on the air right now. <laughs> Yeah, we're on the air right now. Welcome. Got it. Okay, great. Well, thanks. Hi, everybody. (laughs) This is great. Yes, we are on the air, and I'm going to make you so. I'm going to make you so wonderful. Everybody's going to. I mean, you already are wonderful, but I'm going to make you so wonderful. People are going to be amazed at how wonderful you are. Good. I'm. I'm relying on that. (laughs) All right, brother. So we got lots of things we could talk about because you're awesome, and you're really smart, and you're wise, and you're holy, and uh, you're well connected, and you know a lot of people and you do lots of things uh so we could talk about a lot of different things uh and you're friends with me so we should probably talk about that at some point but um in particular we want to first for those who don't know you many maybe do uh tell us a little bit about where you uh where you're from and where what your ministry looks like right now uh what your assignment is things like that yeah great yeah so uh father matt wearing and uh, I'm from the Diocese of New Ulm. I grew up in the southwest corner of the diocese, actually just right above the Diocese of Winona and uh, right by the Diocese of Sioux Falls uh, in a small town called Tyler. I actually grew up on a farm, and my parents still farm there. Uh, yeah, so right now my current assignment is, is at St. Mary's in Cottonwood. Uh, it's a small parish near Marshall, Minnesota, and I, I also am vocation director for the diocese, and I do some work as chaplain at Southwest Minnesota State University in Marshall. Uh, in just a few months, though, my, my assignment will be changing. I'm going to be moving from the oh. parish to, to some parishes closer to the Twin Cities, still in the Diocese of New Ulm, uh, Glencoe, Silver Lake, Winstead. So, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's a, 
it's always a, a kind of a weird time when priest is leaving an assignment. There's lots of uh, goodbyes, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's difficult to leave, and then yet at the same time excitement uh, mm-hmm. for the new opportunity and new assignment. So mm-hmm. yeah, going through all that right now, and in the and in coronavirus. So that's the other weird thing. Yeah. So like what is what is <laughs> transition from parish to parish and like saying goodbye to people look like when you can't even see them? Well, I guess that's that's yet to be seen. Okay. And we'll see what happens in the next in the next couple months. But yeah, it's very weird. So I had to send an email to my parishioners saying that I was my assignment was changing. And oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just not the not the way that you want to be able to do it, but it's what God's providing right now. And yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah. there'll be an opportunity to get together uh, before I leave. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So that's Father Matthew. I, you didn't. I was wondering if you were divulging this new assignment over the air, and you haven't told your parishioners <laughs> or something. I was like, oh boy, uh, let's cut to break. No, cut to break. Cut to no, break. <laughs> too, yeah. Too, it, it was. Uh, it was made public a week or two ago. So. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. Yeah. And you no, I'm at, not. I'm not spilling any pontifical secrets. <laughs> okay. Good. On, on the review. Yeah, because that would be bad. I do it basically once a month. They said if you do it more than once a month, then you're going to kick you off. But I can do it once a month. So. And I haven't done it this week, nice. this month, so you could actually use one of mine for the month. Okay. Good to know. Okay. So let's continue talking about how uh, just the coronavirus time. Some people have been calling it, you know, like we have Lent, uh, Paschal Tide, and we have uh, Christmas Tide. We have all these, some people are calling it Corona Tide. Uh, yeah. It's like a liturgical time. But, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, a, an liturgical time like opposite of like not liturgical time like uh like nobody's around masses so we're in this unique time um personally like what's it like being a priest or ministerially i mean like is it the the same i was talking to father nick schneider one of our mutual friends last night he runs he's uh, helping teach at a school and he said it's not much different because uh, Mm -hmm. they're still doing like daily announcements they're still doing all of their uh, stuff with the kids it's just on zoom so like it's it's different it's on zoom but it's like they're keeping the same pattern of life and i was like wow that's amazing actually but for you is it kind of just the same thing just on zoom or is it uh is it very different or what yeah, I mean, I, I would say I would say yes and no. Mm. Uh, as as vocation director, I was doing a lot of, of weekly travel, and so mm. I was traveling to SDSU and Brookings and uh, the Twin Cities, Mankato State, uh, visiting college students, mm. discerners, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I was on the road all the time, and uh, so that's one one uh, change, I guess, in my life is that I'm not doing nearly as much driving, which I'm grateful for, uh, and then, but then those relationships I've been able to continue over the phone, uh, and so, um, I mean, in, in the sense, I, I don't feel any less connected, I guess, to those students that I was working with. I do feel less connected to my parishioners. I, mm-hmm. I, I try to send out emails periodically, just kind of updating um, people on what I'm doing, and uh, a couple weeks ago, I just had this really Oh, I, I suppose it was um, just before Palm Sunday. We found out that we could distribute palms at our parishes. And I just had this really deep desire for our parish to be a safe place where people could come and pray if they wanted to and felt comfortable doing so. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 so we closed a couple entrances to the church, closed most of the church itself off, and then I've just been going going in daily and disinfecting the back pew and all the surfaces in the church. And, uh, 
You know, I've been so edified because I've seen more people stop at the church and pray or light candles in in the past few weeks than I had in the previous three years. And I don't, I, I don't mean I, I don't mean that to say anything negative about the past three years. I, what I'm seeing is that God is doing something in the hearts of a lot of people, and they feel this desire to make a connection with Him. And uh, I think that's that's a really beautiful thing. I miss seeing my parishioners uh, at Sunday Mass, mm. um, but even doing the, doing the live streamed Mass, I felt I it's 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 amazing. I feel very spiritually connected to them as I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like a I, I it's it's I can't even describe it as I'm preaching my homily into the camera lens. Mm-hmm. I I I feel them there, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like I'm really speaking to them. And that we're present there with each other, encountering Jesus through the Mass. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's been, you know, it's, it's a weird experience, but there's been some real powerful moments of grace for me, and I think for a lot of people, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we always talk about how uh, Christianity is incarnational, and so it's better to be in person, and it's better to be live, it's better to be real, it's better to be all these things. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that the Lord God can't give superabundant grace in a very particular and through extraordinary means so that uh, a priest can be looking into a camera and feel just as connected, or even more in different ways, connected to his people, because God can do all things. So, I mean, that's just such a beautiful testimony of the Lord's ability. He's not limited uh, by... By our our present uh, virus situation here, so yeah, thank absolutely. you for sharing that. It's really beautiful, and it's great for our for our listeners to hear uh, what's going on in the heart and the mind of a priest uh, with regard to his spiritual connection with his with his people. Because I mean, so many people I think just have no idea what. Like, there's like, I don't have any idea what's going on inside Father's mind, <laughs> which is probably yeah, better sometimes. Yeah, right. But, like, you just don't have a, <laughs> you just don't have a context for, like, what's going on. Right. What is a priest, and what is he up to? He's so weird. Right. You know, so. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so everybody who's listening, I'm talking to the one, the only, Father Matthew Waring of the Diocese of New Alm. And um, I just want everybody to know, he's a very good friend of mine, so if you feel like I'm being disrespectful, it's because I always disrespect the people that I love. Um <laughs> <laughs> and but I do want to say this in honor of Father Matthew Waring, uh, his entire family is beautiful, like his mother and his father and his entire family. They're all beautiful. Uh, they're all just beautiful people. So uh, even though we're on the radio and you all don't get to see them all uh, and experience them, you can. It's coming through in his voice and his heart that he's from a beautiful family. But this is a really, really, really beautiful farm family from Southwest Minnesota. So that being said, let's continue our conversation, Father. Um, what about like? Are there any significant or beautiful or surprising sort of things that have come about during this time, as far as ministry or just encounters or um, anything? I mean, they'd like to share. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, I, I mean, what, one thing that's kind of interesting to me is that I, I, I'm in a small parish, and that's and there's a reason for that because I'm I'm half time vocation director. I'm gone all the time. Bishop really freed me up so so as to do that work. Um, but dur- during this time, during this uh, relatively short amount of time of coronavirus, I have had a couple of my parishioners um, get sick and and die, and uh, and even I, I'm, I'm currently visiting a, a parishioner who's very ill and uh, on hospice care, and uh, it, that's that's I'm. I'm <laughs> 
I mean, I, I don't want, I, I'm actually grateful. Uh, I'm grateful for this opportunity that God gives me. And honestly, I would have normally three funerals a year. And so to have this much in, intentional ministry with people who are, who are in hospice during this short amount of time is, is clearly unusual. Mm-hmm. And one, one, of, one of my most unexpectedly uh, significant um, ministries, I think, of my priesthood has been to people who are dying. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people who aren't priests, and maybe even some priests themselves, uh, struggle with, with the idea of ministry to the dying as if it would be something uh, kind of depressing or something that's very sad and something that you would you would want to avoid but and throughout my priesthood I've really been I I just have been blessed to have some really beautiful experiences with people my first pastor when I was a priest uh, and we were at a large we were at a large parish we were at Cathedral in New Ulm my first pastor Monsignor John Richter when someone was dying in our parish he would visit them every day and at a large parish like ours, I mean, sometimes half the day he'd be out just with his daily roundup of, of visiting people who are on hospice or actively Gosh, dying. Wow. And I was so I was so touched by that, actually. And I've, I've really tried to emulate that now that I've been on my own. And um, people need Jesus at, at, all, at all times in their life, but especially as they are close to, to meeting him in a definitive way. And um, there's a lot that God can make happen in our hearts in the, through the dying process, forgiving others, asking forgiveness for various things from God, uh, letting go of hurts and wounds and bitterness and resentment, all these things that God really wants us, need, needs to free us of before we can enter into eternal life. And so, um, anyway, I... It, during this time of coronavirus, I've had the, the opportunity pretty frequently, actually, to be with these families, mm. and um, and that's brought a lot of meaning and purpose into my ministry, as I'm isolated from most people, at mm. least from face-to-face ministry. Mm. He's given me this opportunity, and I've, it's been a blessing to me. I know that it's blessed the people who have um, been in the dying process. Yeah, Father, thanks for sharing that. Uh, I will just add to that, everybody. We uh, There's a group of us guys, Father Matt, myself, and others who um, uh, make an annual vacation together since seminary in Rome. And uh, we never, ever uh, go on um, video chat rooms with each other. Um, but during COVID, we actually have been, and we just had a uh, kind of happy hour together with uh, all of us a couple days ago. And Father Matthew shared even more of this uh, really, really touching story of uh, visiting uh, with this man um, and all the other things. But uh, it was really, it was really beautiful. So, Father, thank you so much for sharing. In our yeah, last, yeah. Uh, in our last couple minutes, um, I just mentioned to people that. Uh, that we vacationed together uh, once a year, that we were in Rome. We were in Rome together, finishing our time in 2010. It is now 2020. That means we are basically 10 years priest coming up this summer. Um, yeah. You've just shared some beautiful reflections on uh, ministry to the dying as a, as a kind of unexpected but anointed um, uh, part of your ministry. Any, any other, I guess, short reflections uh, about uh, the 10 years of priesthood or, or what it means to you? Has it changed over 10 years or just... Anything on that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And just just maybe to piggyback off of what you were just saying, you know, 
there, I've, I've, we've experienced some unexpected coronavirus blessings in different ways, and that uh, getting together with our group of priest friends, uh, who we normally only would see once a year when we vacation together, to get together with them, even we've, weekly, we've been we've been doing it now um, <laughs> over Zoom. I mean, it's just been such. I don't know about you, Father Craig, but it's just blessed me so much. Oh yeah, uh, I love I that. love looking at your pretty face every week. <laughs> Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, so it's been, I mean, that's not something we would have done if, right. if coronavirus wouldn't have happened. So uh, I think God's, God's using it in a lot of different ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just to return briefly to your question, though, I mean, um, you know, something that I've, I've really discovered, I, I don't know, more and more I just feel like God is bringing me deeper into the interior life. And I... Uh, I guess I, I've just always tried to be faithful to my to the liturgy of the hours, to my daily mass, and then to um, to a holy hour each day. And of course, like I do that imperfectly, but uh, I've I've also felt God just really draw me deeper into the interior life in such a way that I really love spiritual direction and doing spiritual direction. And now I've, I've I do a lot of it actually. So mm. my days, a lot of times, I spend in three or four hours a day on the phone just giving p- different people direction. And, you know, it's not, it, that's not something I expected uh, when I was mm-hmm. newly ordained, that that's a ministry that I would really, like, dive into and, and love. But, but clearly God has done something different. So, um, yeah. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. Unexpected blessing. Let's get you back on the show and talk more about spiritual direction, Father. But we got to run for today. Thanks for, so much for being with us, and God bless you during this Easter season. Yeah, thanks, Father. Great to be with you. All right, great. Everybody, we'll come back, talk about what's happening with uh, Divine Mercy Sunday this past with a parking lot celebration. Stay with us at Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 